Welcome to Roll Factory from Particulate Media, building better tabletop role players one die at a time. I'm your host, producer, and mid-level dungeon manager, K.O. Myers. Today, our look at the ability scores continues with Constitution. Constitution represents your character's physical hardiness. Like strength, it includes everything from innate endurance to magical enhancements and even fantasy CrossFit training. Constitution is unique among the six ability scores for being exclusively passive. Constitution doesn't support any skills, and Constitution checks are almost always made in response to something the DM throws at you. Going on a long march without rest, holding your breath, or surviving without food are the kind of grueling tasks that rely on your Constitution modifier. Maybe the most important thing your Constitution modifier helps determine is how much damage your character can take before they fall unconscious. Your capacity to sustain injury is determined by your hit points. Your constitution modifier affects how many hit points you gain when you level up and how many you get back during a short rest. And here to help us illustrate what a constitution check looks like in game is one of my newest players and a good friend of mine, Kristen Liu. Kristen, thank you for being here to help us demonstrate a constitution check. Hello, thanks for having me today. You have brought a character with you who is, if I'm not mistaken, your first ever D&D character, right? Yes, that is correct. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Sure. My character's name is Maricrisium, um, which means uh, Sea of Crises. <laughs> and we, we call her Mari for short. Um, she is a high elf um, and a level two sorcerer. She is a sage. Um, she was born and raised in a library whose name I can never quite remember. Um, and she was not actually born into a family of sorcerers. Um, she's a storm sorcerer, and she got her powers from a book called the Fabrica Arcanum, um, which was something that she discovered when she was very young, um, discovered in sort of the library and began translating. And uh, it gave her her powers, and her parents hid the book from her because um, they didn't really want her to know about it um, or sort of go down uh, the road of developing her powers. Um, and so it has been really fun to sort of, you know, pick different spells that sort of align with storm sorcery and, and sort of figure out uh, what this journey looks like. She's now part of a band of, um, I guess, adventurers who help out Candlekeep Library. Um, they are called the Reading Rainbows. Uh, that is a name that we finally settled on after much back and forth among our little troop. Um, it started out as this like two shot in the Candlekeep Library. It has since expanded into a slightly longer campaign. They'd sort of asked, like, well, will you will you stay on? We've been having some other issues at the library. Um, we'll happily pay you for your services, um, which was our friendly DM's way of asking if we would like to continue playing D&D together, to which um, many of us said yes. For the DMs out there, we I ran the Masroth's Mighty Digressions from the Candlekeep Mysteries book that was released in 2021. And then in order to extend the campaign, I'm, I've just made the decision to stitch together all of those individual adventures into an overarching thing where the group is essentially a special operations unit for the library. So um, I'm having a blast with it. And you did some, we did something when we were, when we were creating the character that I like to do a lot with new players. I asked you to look for inspiration, essentially to find a fictional character from any world, any universe, any property that Somebody that you would like to play as, essentially, mm -hmm. or emulate. And I feel like that that hit pretty easily for you. That was a really helpful way of thinking about sort of what I, as somebody who's brand new to the D&D &D world, but has always been sort of interested um, to sort of help pick out 
I think it's called the class, right? The mm-hmm. class of character that I would want. Um, so I think the three characters I picked up. Oh, Holly Short from Artemis Fowl. Um, Katara from Avatar The Last Airbender. And then the third character <laughs> was Rayla uh, from The Dragon Prince. Um, and so after giving you those characters, um, you sort of helped identify like the aspects that were an overarching theme. Um, which really helped to figure out that sorcerer was, I think you gave me two choices. It was like sorcerer and a monk. Oh, it was, oh yes, that's right. Yes, we were thinking either, I think we were, yeah, we were thinking sorcerer or monk might be the best fit. Right, because you did describe you wanting to have the character who could, who had some magical abilities but was not useless in a melee battle yes. either. Yes, 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 yes. Today, Mari and her companions from the Reading Rainbows, you're taking some downtime. You haven't had any work from Candlekeep in a while, and so you are relaxing in the common room of the tea shop that is run by one of your companions, uh, a turtle named Nana Tortimer. And as you're sitting at the table, a rogue named Greg reaches into his vest and pulls out a big shiny ruby, and he explains to you that he has just stolen it from the poorly guarded home of a a noble in town who has a reputation for being rather uh, cruel and dismissive of the people he considers lower class. This does seem very Greg. It does. Um, And as he is talking to you about this, the door bursts open and three members of the city watch come tromping into the common room. And Greg, in a moment of what seems to you like calculated panic, drops the gem into your steaming hot mug of tea and begins to feign nonchalance as he sips his own tea and avoids making eye contact with the guards who have come into the room. They peer around the room suspiciously and then appear to spot your table and begin to walk with a purpose in your direction. You have a very hot mug of strong tea in front of you. The contraband gem is in the bottom of your mug and your roguish partner is trying to avoid catching the eye of the guards. What would you like to do? Oh boy. I would, well, so one thing about Mari is she tends to be quite nervous. Um, She's not used to being around people. The whole social skills thing is something she's learning. She also really likes snacks. um, So it makes sense that she's aligned herself with these folks who run a tea shop and baked goods. Um, So I I think what she's going to do is try and just chug the whole cup of tea and including the ruby and hope for the best. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So uh, in order, I think, to to see if Mari can drink the entire mug in one go and swallow this rather large pill, mm-hmm. I'm going to have you roll a constitution check to see how that goes. So we're gonna you're going to roll a d20 and then you're going to add your constitution modifier. Okay. And my constitution modifier is plus two. We'll go ahead and roll. Ooh, ten. With the modifier. So you've rolled an eight, you add a two, and that is a total of a ten. Mari picks up her mug with both hands, tips her head back, and begins to um, swallow as fast as she can. And the, I think the combination of the heat of the tea and the thud as the ruby rolls out of the mug and impacts the back of your throat is just too much, and you... You, there's a hitch, and then you <clears throat> cough, and you spray tea all over a very surprised Greg's face. The gem falls out of your mouth onto the table, and you are doubled over, coughing, and you see two very thick hobnail boots tromp into view, and a stern voice clears its throat. <clears> throat> and that's a constitution check. What a cliffhanger. 
<laughs> thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Next time on Roll Factory, we'll continue our tour of the ability scores with intelligence. Thank you for joining this session of Roll Factory. For our past adventures or to join the campaign, search and subscribe to Roll Factory wherever you get podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us grow our audience. Tell a friend, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, or tag the show in a post. We're on social at RPG Roll Factory, and our website is rpgrollfactory.com. Send your questions, concerns, corrections, disputations, guest suggestions, and weird flexes by email to rollfactory at particulatemedia.com. The music in this episode is by Arcane Anthems. Roll Factory is written, produced, and edited by me. For Roll Factory and Particulate Media, I'm K.O. Myers.